0: Game over right here on 1450 AM WCTC. John Pielli, Mike Sanfilippo with you. Uh, The Somerset Patriots get set to start the Liberty Division Series on Wednesday, September the 20th against the Long Island Ducks. And joining us right now is the manager of the Somerset Patriots, Brett Jody. Brett, thanks for joining us and having a couple
1: minutes today. Good to be with you guys.
0: Hey Brett, first uh, we'll get right into it. Uh, as you get set for the series starting on Wednesday, what are your thoughts on your team as you get ready for the postseason?
1: Well, first of all, you just you're happy that the longevity of the season turned out to uh, you know bring forth a playoff opportunity. We, we we realized we we attained a playoff opportunity with the first half championship, and and kind of been trying to get healthy and and recuperate from all the losses we've had throughout the season of some of the players being picked up by by minor league organizations, major league organizations, and stuff like that. So we finally feel like we're in a pretty good position right now to compete in the postseason, and, and that's what it's all about. That's why you play the grind. That's why you play the 140-game season, and it's finally upon us, and now it comes down to a short season where all the stats are wiped clean and we start over again fresh, and we're looking forward to playing the Long Island Ducks.
2: Hey, uh, Brett, Mike Sanfilippo here. Listen, this team last year, you had a 2 nothing lead. You went out to Long Island and then lost three straight. Mm-hmm. So now here you are starting off in long island for the first two games do you feel like or does your team have this feeling around the clubhouse that because it's the ducks there's some unfinished business here
1: well i'll tell you what we don't look at it i guess from years past we've we played the ducks and been in a many tough series throughout the longevity of this of this uh league really there's always good competition between our two teams and we expect nothing nothing less this year. Uh, it, it was unfortunate to, to be swept by them last year when we went to their place. Uh, we started off 2-0. But we also knew our limitations and some of our weaknesses on our team last year, and it, it wasn't surprising to me that happened. And, look, any time, you know, you, everybody looks at it and you say you're up 2 nothing or 3 nothing or something like that, every game's unique and you have to treat it that way, whether you're up or down. Uh, if you take it one game at a time, and I know it's an old cliche, but if you really take it one game at a time, anything can happen during that series. So, uh, that's what Long Island did to us. That's what Boston did to the Yankees. You know, years ago that I'm sure a lot of people don't want to remember, but I do. it happens and, and it can happen. And uh, we just need to focus on that first game on Wednesday and, and try to come out on top in that one. And you know, I always say if you can look at yourself at the end of the day and look in the mirror and feel like you did everything you possibly could to, to come out on the right right side of things, then, then that's all you can that's all you can do, and you can live with that. So I'm gonna preach that to our team, and hopefully we leave it all out there on the field, and hopefully that'll be good enough.
0: Yeah, as as we look through the season, one of the things that Mike and I have talked about a lot of times is the the turnover that you have over the course of the season from the beginning to where you are right now. As as the manager how how do you best deal with the constant turnover you have? I mean, you have players that perform well, but they also get rewarded by getting picked up by almost too well by <laughs> Major League Baseball organizations. So, and, you know, as a manager, how do you best deal with the constant turnover that you have over the course of a long season?
1: A lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, and a lot of headaches, I guess. But uh, you know, it, it is a unique facet of our league. Look, our goals are to win win games, win championships, and also to get to open up doors for our players and, and allow them to, to be picked up, and hopefully that does happen. This year we had 17 guys get picked up, which is a, a phenomenal amount, and, and it's wonderful. And to be in the position we are now where we're competing in the postseason also after having that many picked up is great. The negative part about getting people picked up is we don't have a farm system. You know, see, in, in AAA or even the big leagues or wherever you're at, if, if guys get hurt or something, you can always call somebody up. Or there's players available; they can come to the Atlantic League and sign a player. There's there's people out there. Uh, for our league, a lot of times there are times where there just are not players available. You kind of have to maybe play some people you don't want to play or find somebody else to plug in while you're waiting for someone else uh, because at the beginning of the season we try to stack it up as, as much as possible and there's a, a great, you know, a lot of good players at the beginning of the season but it can get picked apart as you go. Uh, John Hunt does a great job of, of signing our players for our team. Uh, me and him have been working together doing this for a lot of years and, and I used to do it, you know, years ago by myself and, and he's come aboard and really taken a lot of the burden off of me but it really takes a couple, two, three heads to kind of uh, put this team together and always have somebody watching the transactions and releases from the minor and major leagues and stuff like that to try to replace those guys so wow. uh, it is very very difficult it it can be tough and you're not always putting your best product out there because you just can't and like I said you can't these these players don't grow on trees so sometimes you just you're going to be a little bit light but uh, that's why it's so fortunate to win the first half because in the second half if you do happen to lose some more guys you can kind of you don't have to be so quick to reload or take the first available player. You can kind of be selective, and that's kind of what we've done. And, and as you see by our record, it wasn't the best in the second half, but I think we're in a position now to to be playing some of our best baseball we have this year. And now we just got to go out and show it.
2: I, I guess that it works when you have to go out and get these guys because, <clears throat> excuse me, it's kind of crazy because last year. You got off to a 13-0 and start, and yet you had to win the second half to get into the playoffs. So, I mean, yep. it's, it's kind of quirky. Are you in favor of that system, or would you just rather have the best, you know, have one season? Is, are you like this, the split season?
1: You know what? If, if you uh, if you don't win a half and you, you have, like, the best overall record and you don't make the playoffs, I'd say I'd rather have the full season and no halves. But yeah. if, you, if you struggle in one half and are really good in another half, you'd rather do the halves. I think they do the halves just in case. You you know you do sputter for a little while. You go through a two or three week stretch where you're really struggling. Maybe you lost a whole bunch of players and it doesn't bury you. I guess you yeah, have another yeah, half like, it to try it.
2: Yeah, like David um, Vidal, that was a bad, that was a big hurt last year. You lost him.
1: It was, and that's. I mean, we started off hot. We, we lost him. We lost some other guys that went to other teams and different things or minor major leagues, and and uh, you know you, you lose a few few stud hitters or a couple starting pitchers or something like that. That's what people don't understand. You lose two starting pitchers you're not just losing two good quality starters you're losing all those innings and where do you replace those from you don't take a guy out of the bullpen because he's not built up to throw six seven innings now he's built up to throw one or two so where are you getting those innings from so then you exhaust the people that were in the bullpen and you take other guys and overuse them and it just it makes it for a, a, a kind of a, a bad cycle that takes a little while to get on top of it's not just like one game you suffer it can be you know, a week or two or so until you uh, get some other arms in there, and then just because you add an arm doesn't mean that guy's ready to come in and pitch seven shutout innings for you. He might be ready to throw three, and it might not even be that quality. So there are some obstacles. There's some things you know that, that are very, like I said, very unique to this league. It does make it a lot of fun, also, but it can be it can be tricky. It's it's a puzzle. We got to you know put it together, and you try to be proactive also by keeping maybe some extra arms around or things of that nature, just to try to. Uh, you know, weather the storm when it does come because it's gonna come. You're gonna lose guys. We've got a reputation of, of uh, getting guys picked up, and that's something we're very proud of. And it makes other guys want to come here and be a part of our organization, which uh, which Great. we're happy about.
0: Now, as as you look back, you know, going back to you know the beginning of the season when you guys are first starting, I'm, you, you probably have within your players or instilled within your players kind of a next man up type of mentality whether it's injuries or like you've talked about the you know the amount of players you've ended up losing to get yep. opportunities to play for big league organizations. so, so I'm, I'm sure that that's something that's instilled you know early on in the season guys that are let's say the last man in the bullpen or are holding on to bench spots and not necessarily playing every day know maybe at some point you know it could be a, a flick of a switch and all of a sudden they're going to be instilled in a lineup and the opportunity to to perform and do good things.
1: You're absolutely correct, and that's why I don't bury people. You know, you're 13th man on the bench or whatever. I always make sure they're getting playing time, too, at the beginning of the season. I try to rotate everybody through because you can't, you can't leave a guy on the bench for two weeks, and then you lose a guy, and you're like, oh, by the way, you're playing now. He's going to be pretty rusty if that happens. So I mix and match and, and make sure everybody's getting some playing time because you're exactly right. I don't call it a next man up, but I call it a football mentality, which is just that, next man up mentality uh most of the time in football it's due to due to you know injuries and stuff in baseball we don't have quite as many injuries but it's it's you know they're gone for whatever reason and most of the time it's a positive reason of getting picked up uh so you have to be you have to be good from one through 25 or however many players we're going to carry you can't just be you know top end loaded with you know 10 or 15 good players if you start losing you know three or four or five of those you're going to be you're going to be struggling so uh, i really believe in that I, I feel like you can give your so-called best player a day off and put one of your bench guys in there and you shouldn't skip a beat if you want to be a good solid team for the entire year you shouldn't skip a beat uh, and that that's kind of the mentality and that's what we do around here
0: and once again John Pielli Mike Sanfilippo joined by the manager of the Somerset Patriots and that's Brett Jody um, as, as we get set for the matchups of this series you got the pitching matchups which are squared away it looks like you're going to start game one with Mark Hamburger um, talk a little bit about what it, what got, got into your decisions in regards to setting up your pitching matchup for the series.
1: Yeah, you know, he's a guy that, that we don't know much about, actually. We just, we've heard a lot about him and, and know he, uh, he's been a quality pitcher for a lot of years. Seems to have the right attitude to do it, too. Uh, we were fortunate enough to, to make a trade and, and get him in here and, and see him pitch one time, and that was kind of all I needed to see. Uh, I think he gives us a you know a guy in, in Hamburger that can pitch the game one and possibly come back for game five. He seems to bounce back very well uh he doesn't seem to tire during the game either, so his pitch count can be you know kind of high where you might go a little higher in the in the playoffs than you do during the regular season. Uh, I think he's got a lot of experience in in this type of situation. He's also pitching the big league so he's been around all over the place and has done very well and like I said, he has the attitude to do it and he's a strike thrower he pounds his zone with with strikes so I think he's going to give us a good chance. Um, like I said, we haven't seen him as much as we have some of our other guys, but uh, we've had success doing this in the past, where we kind of bring in a guy and, and just see like he's, you know, he's he's what we need. And and also the the other team hadn't hadn't seen him that much. I don't think you know maybe some of the guys in the lineup have, but uh, overall I think that's a you know that gives us a little bit of an edge maybe of of not seeing a a guy and not knowing what he's going to do against that particular hitter.
2: Hey, uh, your closer. Big John or anybody else that you uh, might have in mind or both well, John's
1: done a, done a good job this year to come back. He started the year um, you know, on the DL and yeah. then came back for us and then got injured again and he just recently came back from the DL. He's had four appearances for us in the last uh, probably you know ten days, and he really looks like he's throwing the ball well. Um, so he's I, your closer. I'm not hesitant to, to close him, yeah. but he will not be our labeled closer going into the series. Really? Uh, that'll be Dustin Antolin. All right. He's been throwing the ball very well for us, and I'm not going to change the role uh, just because John's back. But if Antolin, you know, is, is down for a day or something like that, or we go into extra innings or whatever the case may be, I won't hesitate to use John in a big inning.
2: Uh, back-to-back nights uh, for John too, because you know I understand that you. Know, he's. You said like you said he was DL'd twice this year. Is he? Could he go, could give you two or three nights in a row, give you an
1: I don't think we can go three with him. I, I, he'd probably say he could, and I bet he could. But, you know, for his future or whatever, I don't know if I'd do that. Um, but I definitely know he can go back-to-back. Back. And, and like I said, I think he could go three nights in a row. Uh, but I'm not going to try to do that with a lot of people, um, and especially one that – yeah, uh, you know, only has four outings in the last, uh, really, the last, you know, few months or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but he did go every other day. He wanted to go back to back in the regular season. It was just hard to get him in there. Uh, towards the end of the season, we had a lot of pitchers we needed to throw. But he was he was bouncing back great after after pitching in a game, and, and really felt like he could have gone the next day too. So I think uh, I think he's 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 set up for it. He's ready for it, and he's uh, he's anxious for the opportunity, and we can't wait to see him out there again.
0: Game over right here on WCTC. John Pielli, Mike Sanfilippo, joined by the manager of the Somerset Patriots, and that's Brett Jody. Um, you know, in regards to your lineup, do you feel do you do you feel that there's going to be any sort of rotation in there, or are you plan on sticking with the set lineup that, that you've gone over the last uh, week or so? I'll
1: tell you what, I haven't gone with a set lineup over the last week or so. I've been kind of mixing and matching and and uh, you know bouncing some people around, and we've we've gotten a few new additions in here too. So um we have 12 active position players right now okay. uh, I'm gonna look at the matchups I keep all the cards from throughout the year and when we face some of these pitchers I'm gonna see how our guys matched up against them I already have the numbers of us against them just head to head but I'll look at individual pitchers I just got the rotation for them so I'll start to do the research on that now and and uh, wow. that's one thing I kind of do is a calming effect tonight and then tomorrow morning and then uh you know I kind of come up with a lineup but no, I'll mix and match it, and I'll bounce it around, and just because a guy has a good game today doesn't, or tomorrow doesn't mean he'll be in there the next day, and vice versa. If he has a bad game doesn't mean I'm going to sit him either. I think every game's unique, so I think uh, we're going to try to put our best guys out there for that particular day. Uh, it doesn't mean it's their best statistical guys or anything like that. It's just our best matchups for that particular pitcher, and I think... Uh, I think we're very deep, though, and I think we have a lot of good options. And uh, I think we may – you know, you may see us use the bench a little bit more, too, than we normally do during a regular season.
2: You mean as far as lefty-righty matchups? That's what, that's what you're talking about, right?
1: Well, yeah, lefty-righty or just even righty-on-righty or, or lefty-on-lefty or well, whatever what it may I mean. be. Well, mean. Yeah, yeah. um, or, or righty-on-lefty. It that doesn't matter. I, I'm not a huge matchup guy. Obviously, you know, lefties against lefties are pretty tough a lot of times. Right. Um, you know, Kyle Roller is a guy that's going to be in there against righties or lefties. He's had a phenomenal year. And he's going to be in there regardless. But some of the other guys, I may mix and match. Or if I look at the card, you know, and, and we face, you know, let's say a Brownell who's pitching game one for them, and and we got a guy who's batting 500 off of him, I'm going to find a way to get him in the lineup. Versus if I if I you know have a guy that's one for 16 off of him throughout the regular season, I may not have him in there regardless if he's right or lefty. So. Uh, and then also you got to match up the defense and stuff because there's going to be guys that are a little stronger defensively versus maybe they're a little weaker or a little stronger at the plate. So you have to mix and match that also uh, and decide if you want to go with you know better defense, better offense, or just just as, as solid as you can all around.
2: But who is it on – I'm sorry, go ahead, me? I don't know. Go ahead, I was no, 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 going to say, who won the Ducks right now in that lineup really scares you the most right now?
1: I'll tell you what, they have such a – such a veteran lineup uh, the two big lefties Krauss and uh, sonko really have a lot of power I know we've had a lot of problems with both of those guys this year and then mm-hmm. Krauss was really coming on lately uh, we haven't seen them in a while but the last series he really hurt us uh, big time you got Lou Ford who you know he needs no introduction he's, he's <laughs> been been big for a lot of years uh, in that organization and obviously with a lot of organizations so uh, we know what he can do and he, he really puts together a professional a B Um and then they got Ruben G- Gote, um, who's you know a switch hitter. That's that's just a polished hitter that d- and does the job. I and mean, they have a lot of guys like that that can really they're really tough outs. It kind of reminds us of ourselves a little bit. And I think that's why the games are so tough because they're not easy outs. They don't go up there just hacking or have no plan. They really have a good plan. Uh, they're unselfish. They'll they'll sell out to do a job or move a runner over at times. And and you know they get a runner on third with less than two outs. They really do a good job of of trying to uh, capitalize on those type of situations. So. Uh, Respect their team, respect their coaching staff, and what they do. And it's going to be a tough matchup. But uh, really, it's a complete lineup, and they play good defense with that. And uh, they'll run a little bit. They got some power in the lineup, and you know they got solid pitching. That's why they're in the playoffs. They're they're pretty complete team, and they're going to be a tough matchup.
0: Hey, once once again, Brett Jody with us. Uh, You know, to kind of get off of the the upcoming series and your season for a second, um, you had the opportunity, obviously, to pitch in the big leagues. Um, you were the pitching coach for a while with the Somerset Patriots, and now you've transitioned into the role of manager, a position that you've held for a couple of years now. Um, would you say going, you know, going back, that there's any anybody that you, you would say um, was most influential on your rise and development as a successful manager?
1: That's a good question. You know, I, I've uh, I guess I've always taken when I was playing or coaching or anything. I've always taken. Uh, little things from everybody I've had, a, a, you know, the honor or privilege of being around, whether it's a player or a coach or, or just a, even a fan or whatever it may be, I think you can learn from anybody around you as long as you listen a lot of times. And, and that's what I've tried to do. Um, as a player, I never really thought about coaching. I never knew that this is what I wanted to do. I was focused on the task at hand, which was, you know, pitching and, and trying to be the best pitcher I could be and mm-hmm. trying to win games for for my team. Uh, so that's kind of the thought process there. When I was offered the pitching coach job here uh, by Sparky Lyle, then, you know, I really had to contemplate and decide if that's something I wanted to do. And it's it's a place that I loved. I love Sparky. I love Somerset. So it seemed like the right fit. Um, you know, if I'm surprised that I'm still coaching or not, I don't know. I still love it here and I still enjoy it. And I enjoy the, the, the guys every year and I enjoy the competition and it's it's another way to stay in the game and compete without actually having to go out there and physically do it anymore because I don't think I can anymore. But um, it's a lot of fun, and I guess so. I take you know a lot from everybody I've ever had the the privilege of being around. But you know, Sparky obviously helped me a lot with my you know coaching style probably because that's who I you know first started coaching under and first started accepting the fact that I am going to be a coach. Uh, but then I've I've played under great people in college and high school and obviously in professional baseball, and you start taking little pieces of that and kind of thinking back about some of the speeches they gave or, or how they handled situations and, and different things like that. So I think all that kind of creates your own philosophy and – you kind of you know take little pieces from everyone, and and uh, that makes you who you are.
2: Yeah, I, I just hope that you're manager of this team for a long time because since you've been here, I guess you like you said, Sparky rolled into you now as a manager. And, <coughs> excuse me. As a matter of fact, we had him on a couple months ago. What a nice guy Sparky is. I mean, he was just tremendous for us and
1: unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, yeah really so
2: I, I think you know, as long as you have this team and with the turnover that you have every, every year. You always seem to have this team on tops, or at least near the top. So I think you got you're going to be here for quite a while. Uh, so you know, once again, uh, Brett, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, we got to go. We got to go to a commercial. So best of luck in the playoffs, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we might have uh, a parade down the canyon of heroes for the Patriots if there is one in Somerset somewhere.
1: That sounds good. Good being with you guys.